And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle, the second podcast without uh, a broadcast. But uh, we'll do this for one more week, and then we're back on the air at 1700 next week. Lord and, willing. Uh, good, well, Lord willing, we'll be back on. We'll always be here at G-Migs from uh, 5 to 6 o'clock here on Tuesdays, talking the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. With yes. one exception. Uh-oh. Two exceptions. What's that? We will not be here on Christmas Day, nor will we be here on January 1st. While everyone will want our immediate response. Well, we got to do like an instant react podcast. Well, perhaps we can try and figure out how to do that. However, with the Rose Bowl going on at exactly the same time as the Hawkeye Huddle is, and the likelihood that 1700 will be doing Westwood One's broadcast of the Rose Bowl, no one's going to listen to our show. And our podcast folks, we'll just let them know it'll be the next day. It will have instant react on January we 2nd. Can, we can do that. Now, because you remember the one time that we, they tried to preempt us from doing our January 1st show because the guy came back with the, hey, I got a great idea. I got a great Why idea. Why don't you do your show during the Hawkeye broadcast like people would listen to us instead of the game, right? Even anyway, Cyclone fans of the huddle wouldn't listen would to the huddle. would not listen to us at that point in time. Absolutely not. Yep. Anyway, uh, appreciate those of you checking in at thehawkeyehuddle.com. And, of course, on iTunes, this will download for uh, those folks. And if, uh, if not, go ahead and let the uh, podcast download. We'll and all credit goes to you, Brett Ridge, for figuring out how to upload and, the... And I got to admit, our, our man Rick uh, Amos Hollywood, Hollywood uh, texting me a couple of times last week as we figured this out, getting me the, the, uh, the, the way to do it. But Hollywood uh, is a uh, paid participant of the Hawkeye Huddle. Yes, he takes care of a little business here and there. Although I think he was getting annoyed because he kept saying, "You have this, you have this stuff already." And he I'm, did I, mention I that you were a bit um, imbecilic in your understanding the use uh, and wonderment. If I show you how this works, you, I have you no idea. Be, you would be you, amazed. You, you must understand that I don't want to know how the sausage right. is made. No, because then you might have to do it. Never. The Hawkeye Huddle will disintegrate prior it's to me actually being the technical wizard of our show. My cross to bear. All right, we're here at G-Migs in uh, West Des Moines Valley Junction. By the way, a pretty much a zoo out. Did you notice there's no place to put? We've come in here usually at about this time. You just pull up. You know, people come in later. There's people out there shopping. It's a holiday uh, holiday shopping bonanza out here at uh, G-Migs. Now. I don't. Uh, there's a lot. Of, it's hard to park out there. What? What do they call it? Jingle in the jingle in the jungles on Thursday. That's Thursday. Thursdays. Jingle in the junction. Junction. Uh, yeah. But it is busy. We do have the uh, Norwalk Planning and Zoning Committee. Glad to have them aboard today. Yes, we're happy to have a couple of fans here, and and the rest of the uh, the group will be back next week when it's important. And it is uh, well, they didn't. I'm, it's I'm also state here. night down I'm, here. I'm impressed that they're here, considering uh, that we're going to talk about Iowa beating Iowa State in basketball last week. Uh, in a in a 98-84 spirited ball game over spirited. in Iowa City, spirited. It was spirited, and it was interesting. It was it. I don't know. Colin McCaffrey has a incredible hashtag ID. Connor. Connor what did I Colin? say? Colin. Colin. Sorry, I was thinking someone else. Yeah. Connor McCaffrey has a hashtag IDGAF. Well, he knows how to use a bat. With him, right? So he does. <laughs> Connor does not care about anybody else's feelings on the other team. He doesn't care about whose face he gets in. He doesn't. He has zero, I think he has respect, but he doesn't care when he's on that basketball court. And it was impressive to see late in the game where Connor all of a sudden decided, I'm going to take the ball to the basket, and I'm either going to dish or I'm going to get fouled, and I'm going to make my free throws, 
or I'm going to take the ball to the hole and make a basket. And that is not something that Iowa has had a finisher for, gosh, I don't know, many yeah, years. I, I'm, I, I, I agree. I think that, and it's the way that he's doing it. It's not, so a lot of the Iowa guards who are not fleet of foot, right, they want to drive to the hole facing the basket and just go straight there and lay it in. And, and Connor has been playing basketball long enough to understand I am only six foot five. Maybe. Maybe. And when I go in there, I need to head fake and pump and turn and then find, well, he, find a nice way to put it in off the window or lay it in. But but I don't just go flying in there and expect that somehow I'm magically going to grow six inches and get, gain three uh, inches on my vertical jump and nobody's going to block the basketball. And it's the one thing that, that Iowa's guards have not done. None of them have done well over the last few years as far as finishing at the hoop. They don't beat guys to, to the basket. And he's not attempting to do that. He's finding a shot in there, right? And it's it's how us little guys have figured out how to play over, well, over it, the years. Well, and if you think about it, even even if and you don't guys. even if you don't get all the way to the rim, if you get within three feet and are able to stop, do a little fadeaway, a little pop, and and make the basket. He's adept at using the backboard. Was his the the bucket that when they cut it to eight that he put us back up ten? Was that what I think he, so? The run stopper, right? He and then he then he hit a few free throws and. He never missed a free throw, knock on wood, during, at least during that basketball game he didn't. And, you know, frankly, going into that game, I was not confident with Iowa's ability to come back after a horrible uh, performance at Michigan State, a disappointing loss against Wisconsin, and I just it didn't occur to me that I was going to be able to come right back and play that hard and well and energetic. Do you think the crowd had something to do with that? Oh, absolutely. They were there uh, with confidence and uh, getting tweets uh, and um, texts from over there from uh, young Andrew Ridge in the stands that night. And, and uh, he, he has said both, the, and rightfully so, the Wisconsin and Iowa State games now, the last two games, have been better for better atmosphere than any game, any one game last year was, period. Terrific atmosphere, having a good time. And he said the fans were there early. Um, he was let he let me know he was leaving at like five o'clock to try to get over there to get seats. So you, the students are starting to go in early to try to find seats to to play the, these big games to see these red big route? games. Red, huh? Red route. red route. I think he's blue route on the way over. I okay. Think red route, I don't know, but uh, he's got to walk about a quarter of a mile to no about a mile uh, to get to the uh, to the bus stop because he's off campus. Too. Uphill, he loves that. uphill both ways. It's, it's uh, fortunately fortunately he lives across from the hospital. <laughs> so if there's ever a problem, which there could be, you know. does anyway. he, have, he doesn't have the asthma, does he? No, he doesn't. Okay, he just doesn't enjoy walking. He doesn't enjoy exercise. Exercise. Uh, in any case, uh, apparently it was great, and I think they they did feed off the fans. The fact that the fans came out, even though they had been beaten so badly by Michigan State, the fans came out in mass. The fans were on top of things. They were ready to go. The energy was there, and then they got the shot in the arm. Right, the shot in the arm that Joe Wieskamp is not going to play, and suddenly he's out there ready to play and looking good and Cordell Pemsel comes out of nowhere to play he gets nine points clearly uh if he's in pain he doesn't show it and so I'm gonna say this I love Ryan Creener, but if you're gonna look at athleticism right now and sometimes when you need some guys who are quicker to the ball you need Cordell to be playing well and he brings a toughness and a meanness and uh when the kerfuffle started early in the game yes and by the way why does Steve Prohm find it necessary to run from his bench all the way out into the court on the other side of the court when clearly no punches were being thrown, nothing was going on, the officials had this under control? 
Fran McCaffrey was not out there. Fran McCaffrey was sitting on the sidelines with his arms folded, looking at his boys with a mild red face, going, I like what I mild see. Mild red face. Well, in, you know, it is interesting. Of course, he's the only guy that's allowed to do that, and you've seen other coaches leave them, but the head coach is the one that can go out and separate players, right? So that's, so that's a rule. That's a rule. So in the, not in, a the guideline. in the pit game, when the pit assistant guy came off the sidelines and went down there. The big should, dude. Yeah, should have been thrown out. Should have been a technical foul. Have no idea how they missed that. I don't care. Hard to miss him. I don't. No kidding. I don't care whether or not whether or not you throw technicals on on the players or whatever. The fact is, is that assistant coach should have been thrown immediately out of the arena, and they should have and there should have been a technical foul on the bench because that's a hard and fast rule. It's not debatable, and the head coach is allowed to go out on the floor to separate players. He's the only guy that's allowed to do that. Brett, we have breaking news here during the Hawkeye Huddle. John Filippo, offensive coordinator for did your you Minnesota did Vikings, you, did you not see this has been today? fired. No, <laughs> I've been begging for it for three weeks, and they, they're finally getting it done. And after last night's performance, come on, their offense sucked. That's what I'm saying. After last <laughs> night's performance, I, I, I'm just getting really tired of the of the Greg Davis uh, vertical passing game that that doesn't even get the ball out quick. We're we're digressing into the Vikings, but uh, that's the most disappointing. Uh, uh, football team. Well, anyway. At any else, rate. At any rate. So, um, no, but I, I do think uh, if you go back to, to the surprise of having Pemsel come in there, and uh, not only did he did he play well, but he shot the ball well. He made I think he made six free throws, maybe I, f- five or six free throws. Yeah, he had nine points. So he had a couple I'll, of I'll go with that. A jump uh, re- shot. By the way, he's got a mid range jumper that unfortunately Tyler Cook doesn't. But Tyler Cook doesn't need him when he's two feet from the hoop and dunking all the time, it, it, right? So Tyler let's go Cook ahead and is let all him do that. You know Tyler Cook has missed more dunks than anyone else in Division One basketball. <laughs> so far this year, he's missed six. Really? It's true. And he tries. To, he tries to announce his presence with authority. That's true. But you occasionally, want, you want a what? and you I believe you want to what? Announce he, my presence with authority. He's a first right, ball he, fastball hitter. That's right. So at any rate. The point is, I agree with you, Pemsel. And Tom Caker told us this uh, a few weeks ago that he thought that Pemsel actually had a screw loose in his knee, it, which is which is exactly what it was. So right? did they it's, just it's unzip loose. him, tighten the screw? Can't do it. No. They're, they're, in fact, I think what they're talking about now is taking it out because it should be healed up enough. They're just going to take it out and then give him a brace to play with, but that's not going to happen during the season. That's what they were going to do. They're going to take the screw out. Yes, because the screw actually helped him heal faster and heal eventually to the point now where he doesn't need it. So they're going to take it out because it's loose and it's in the way and it hurts, and that's what's hurting him, and the knee's actually fine. So what they're going to do is they're going to they're take that out and they're going to give him a brace. But the quick question is, are they going to do that now? Because he still hasn't burned a redshirt year technically. He's only played one game. Well, I guess two. He gets, if you took that out and get, gave him the next four games off, would he be ready to no, go by the first year? It's, apparently it's not going to be that easy. So why don't we do the uh, North Dallas 40, give him a shot before every game, can't really feel it, and uh, let him play the entire season. If that's an option, that might be what they do. And, I, and I, I'm only saying this, and, and here's, here's why you do this. and Because look, looking at what they need next year, they need him next year, right? And they'll have him next year. But looking at what they need next year and the year after that, they need that, that bigger guy and that toughness to replace some of the guys they're going to lose. But here's the deal. This, I believe, is a make-or-break season for Fran McCaffrey and this team. After the way things went last year, nose diving with what we thought was so much talent, 
in terms of trying to continue to, to grab the recruits you need, especially the big kid out of uh, Xavier Foster out of Oskaloosa, you got to keep those guys coming in, and you got to keep keep your nose to the grindstone. You got to get in the NCAA tournament. Well, don't they got to go for broke and, and let him play. Well, don't you think that there's no chance of Fran leaving with Patrick coming next year? I mean, and, and well, he's not, I didn't say he's leaving. I'm saying in terms of, of well, do and, you admire yourself in the muck for another four years? And well, you, you know, that that might depend on the uh, spineless one. Uh, excuse me, our athletic director yes. Gary Barta um, making a very hard decision, which is not going to happen. Although Gary is exceptionally good at raising the ticket prices for football games. Uh, where they continue to get 40,000 uh, season ticket holders on an annual basis. He's got that figured out. Um, yes. He raised a lot of money for all the uh, facility upgrades and things are going great in that regard. But at the end of the day, the Dolph thing and all these other things with Barta, I think continue to show that Ferentz runs a football program. Gary has very little input. McCaffrey's running the basketball program. Gary has very little input. Lisa Bluter. Is running the, uh, the ba- women's basketball program. Very little input. And Gary Bart has very little input. Well, I, I think Big Cause in the house, by the way. Uh, Dave Kozlowski, our uh, one of, of our Kozlowski Law. Kozlowski Don't forget to uh, look for Kozlowski yeah. Law for your family law needs. Um, Over 25 years of experience. I think you make a great point. I, I don't want to get too far off of, of basketball before we move on to other things, but two strange things with the Barta thing. First of all, Gary Dolphin, after being suspended, goes and gets a lifetime distinguished service award from the football program. I didn't the other understand. Night. What was that? I didn't I, even understand. I, I it. didn't quite get it, but it was at one of the, uh, some award banquet, and the football program awarded him with their distinguished service award. So here's the question: What kind of timing is that? Was right? that a shot? The question is: Is that a shot over the bow from Kirk to Fran, who, by the way, are two very different people? I, and 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 so let's just let's only just say because that they're not twins. Only because they're very different people. No question. Fran is not the most cuddly bear. In the, in the, I, the, nobody's going to – I'm sorry. We're not going to get suspended for saying this. Fran's not the friendliest guy, okay? No. It, to, particularly to people outside the program. Kirk is, all right? So there's that. He's also not the most forgiving guy where Kirk might be, right? So this was interesting. And then when you look at – you said that about Lisa Bluter as well. You know, back when we had – we've had Alford, Licklider. Right. Lisa hasn't really gotten along with any of the male basketball coaches either, the men's basketball coaches either, because they haven't been well. They well, in back in the day, they had to share practice facilities, and she always kind of got the short end of the time stick, yes, so to speak. No, no disrespect to David Bluter, right? And and other things of that nature. I'm just saying, you know, Barta never has. He's never done anything about that. Right. There's, well, there's well now there's two different there's two different practice facilities. Right, but I'm saying he's never done anything about that. They, they, they just, I think she gets along better with him than Fran or with Fran than Steve Alford certainly. Well, ah, that's not course. hard. That's not hard. I don't know about Licklider. He wasn't there long enough. But probably also not hard. I, I actually imagine Todd Licklider was probably an extraordinarily nice person. Do they nice ever person. have an all athletic department team meeting? You know where the code and does Kirk actually go in that instance and do, sit there? Do they have a quarterly review a, yeah, for the yeah. athletic department led Let's by do Gary Barta? Quarterly business review and Gary Barta stands there and I don't think I don't think that happens. No, but my point is I think. It's so a, what are your five goals for next year, Kirk? Yes. yes. Oh, get to eight and four, so you get your bonus again. Okay. Wow. Excellent. Whoa. Half, wow. Half a mil for eight wins. Half a mil. I told you how the University of Iowa could have cut that in half by putting two fifty on the over. That's right. <laughs> He's like, what? That's all they needed to do. Um, I think that I agree. I think Barta is—he is where he is. I don't think he's really 
good at his job in terms of anything other than fundraising, and that's keeping him there. He's not done a great job with this, and I do think that the Gary Dolphin thing was a shot over the bow, and it's interesting that, that could even, they could even let that happen. Uh, back to the basketball game a little bit with, with Iowa State. Uh, Isaiah Moss came out, uh, had 20 points in the first half. He dude. on fire in Fuego, let the dude shoot. It's the only time I want him in the game. I don't like the way he plays defense. I don't like uh, the way he's careless with the basketball, but when he's hot. Brett, I'm going to tell you something. Ball. If Isaiah Moss can average 15 points a game for Iowa, they will win five more games than they should because of his scoring. If he doesn't and he only goes for three, we have to make up those 12 points somewhere. And, and, and when he it's, starts it's, off. It's, you're abs- it's a great point. You, that's why you scored 98 here and 60-whatever at Michigan State, right? Right. It's just Isaiah Moss is the streakiest guy that Iowa has. He's inconsistent. Um, he can be. He can show flashes of a guy who potentially should be considered in the NBA draft, and he can show flashes of a guy who'd be a second guy chosen at the Y. <laughs> well, now, you I, wouldn't I be fourth. first. Cos might be yeah, first. He's bigger. Yeah, he's big. He's big guy. Exactly. No. In in. in I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I I get it, and I don't. Some days you have it, some days you don't. But I mean, when he has it, he has it from the from the jump. And and he's was a guy it that with has a Minnesota game up there last year? I think maybe two years ago. Well, he's done it a number of times. He got really hot at Nebraska a couple of years. For yeah. the First half. Then last year it was the end of the Minnesota game. Nineteen points in the last three minutes. Right. Right. So he can do that, and he, when he, when he's doing that, give him the basketball. He's Vinny Johnson, except for Vinny Johnson, you knew you were going to get it. Yes. The microwave, Detroit Pistons, old school reference. Yeah, but what, what, what is it, though, that would, I don't know, what mentally is different about his shot at that point in time? I just, it's amazing to me that you could get that hot and then just be that cold. Shooters shoot, and they have no conscience. To my friend Pat Springer, he was, the, one of the, he was an extraordinarily streaky shooter. He could get so hot. And, I mean, he'd make five, ten in a row. And you want to talk about heat check. Didn't matter where he was. And keep in mind, this guy thought an inbounds pass was an assist. So. Players got to play. Players play. Now, that's what I had told you last week. When you said, why would Iowa be able to beat Iowa State? I had said, because I think Iowa State, uh, uh, there's a lot of talent on the floor for them right now. It's going to get even better, right? I am extraordinarily excited to watch Iowa State play Drake on Saturday. Well, Drake's been playing great, right? I think and DeVries has got him going. He does. Now, but what I what I was about to say is that, that Iowa State did what I thought they would do, which is at various points in time in the game when they're making their shots, particularly some of the tougher ones, they've got the athleticism to get a shot anytime they want. The thing is, they've never met a shot they didn't like. And Prome even said they eventually got to the point where they were not hunting good shots, right? They started missing the they were they were missing the first option. And they were just taking it instead of looking for a better option, right? Right. And that's what they're going to do. So they're going to have a few sustained runs this year where they, where they, the other team gets a sustained run because they're going to go cold and they're not going to stop the basketball and try to go down low to a Michael Jacobson who, when they did that, got a couple of open looks against Iowa and made them. You know what? He's a prickly player. Well, let's move into that. I'm just pointing out that's why I thought, and that's kind of the way. But See, yes, he is. Based from, upon our and, preparation, this is an amazing segue. Well, and I was thinking about this, um, so I don't know if anybody here at G-Mix tonight knows the Jacobson family. We're, we are in, in Des Moines. But fortunately, this is the only time we're not going to be on the air in, in Des Moines this year. So as we talk about what what a, what a 
uh, prickly bear, you said. Prickly player. Player. Uh, Michael Jacobson appears to be dirty, um, pissy, moany, whiny. Um, that he appears to be from Waukee right here. It's, it's disappointing uh, to see that, particularly, you know, when he's the Iowa kid in this game. But did we really need him to start picking at guys and to start throwing, you know, throwing a little extra jab here and there? And well, he's John, a- and I can see because Connor McCaffrey's going to do that to you a little bit. But he was dr- the one. He was the one, particularly the last play of the game. Right. He I just mean, walked I- up and watched Shyaka playing with McCaffrey, and then decided. I'm going to do it, too. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in the clock. I'll, I'll poke the ball. Why not? Yeah. What a, what a complete. There's, there's, a, there's, a, uh, uh, um, there's a word. What's it start with? You, it starts with a D. Okay, and, fine. And you use it uh, to clean. Now, anyway, um, he's one of those. Yeah. Right? It, it, on the court, he throws elbows. He cheats. Yeah, he, I mean, well, he, whatever. He, he's dirty. He plays, so, for, he plays for Iowa State. Luckily, he plays for Iowa State. I don't want to see that out of them because I want to root for them the rest of the year, and I don't want to see him being, you know. That's what I said. I'm, I'm very interested to watch. I'm going Saturday. Are you going Saturday? I think so. I didn't buy the tickets yet because I wanted. I didn't know whether Andrew was going to be right, I got to school it. and all that and stuff. So, I, But I, I usually end up going anyway, right? So Senior and I and Colby. By the way, there are no seats available like on the StubHub stub sites or any of that. Well, that's not true. We were looking at the office today. There's plenty. What? I looked on SeatGeek. There was one. No, StubHub had them for okay. like 125 down okay. low. Okay, maybe in the 120 range. So no, no Saturday's Hyvee uh, last Hyvee yeah, Classic. That's so that's a ticket that I got for 14 dollars la- uh, last year. This is hey Bruce, what's the is, spread going to be for Iowa State Drake and Iowa you and I? That's well, right. Well, we're we're going that. to our uh, this is my Ken Palm. This is my point though that this that this basketball game these games should be this good. That that's what tickets are listed for right now, and I bought them for 14 15 bucks last year, right? Well, you might be able to outside the arena. No, no, I did it on, like, a, a, a Tuesday uh, on, like, SeatGeek or on StubHub that week, right? We aren't doing StubHub anymore because StubHub <laughs> screws the people that sell their tickets. That's uh, only if you sell them wrong. Took no. my money? Drake's good. Northern Drake's Iowa. Good. Northern Iowa is not particular. This is not... One of Ben Jacobs's better teams. I actually think I was going to blow them out. Not giving away my table to right last call. In any case, um, we'll see. But there, it looks like people are excited to go watch this. It should be a good final edition to the Big Four Classic. Iowa's a 12-point favorite. Iowa State's a 15-point favorite. Drake's 6 and give or, one. give or take, according to Ken Palm, Iowa State will be about a 15-point favorite, taking the dog. Drake's 6-1. Z- and one. In that regard. they have regard. back? Finally? I don't care. Well, I don't know. We'll see. The, um, the other point guard just set some school record for assists the other night against uh, Southern, who didn't yes. bring their band. Albertan, right? Yeah. 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 Southern was one and eight into that game. If they had brought they their band, the it would have been worth going. Southern has a good band. They can, they can play. Didn't they have Fang? Or was he Coppin' State? It, he was Coppin' State, wasn't he? I think so. Yes. Um, by the way, Hawks are seven and two. They're still undefeated in the non-conference season. Probably should get to 11 and 0 in the non-con. Uh, number 22 in the AP poll stayed in the, in at number 22. What are we um, in the net? I didn't see the net. It's it changes daily, so it should be I think mid 30s. Lenardi has them today in the bracketology, the way too early bracketology at uh, an eight seed. An eight, of course. And it's guess who they get in second round? Duke. Duke. So so somebody pointed out on Tom's uh, on the Hawkeye report that we are finally back to Tom Davis levels 
after 20 years of missing Tom Davis, we're finally back to where we were when we let him go. The lovely cat in the house delivering drinks. Fabulous here. At G- Come on G-Migs. down to G-Migs. It's uh, steak night. Of course, we're just talking to those people here at G-Migs. So right, I can't help myself. But if you're listening to the uh, if you're listening to the po- to the podcast, you might as well come down here and have. Or some come down here. next Tuesday right. for steak night. That's right. You can see us down here next Tuesday at five o'clock. Lunardi with ten Big Ten teams in the bracket right now. So a guy would ask himself, how many teams are actually in the Big Ten? In order to get 10. 14? 16. We have 16 teams in the Big Ten or 14? 16. Name them. I thought we had 14. We have 14? I think it's 14. It's eight on each side. There's only 10 in the Big 12. Right. I know that. I believe that there are 14 teams in the Big Ten. This this is an embarrassing (laughs) thing. (laughs) Whichever one's around. There's 14 teams. Okay. Two teams, two we're gonna divisions play, of seven. We're going to play twenty game schedule. Yeah, Un- unbalanced, obviously. Unba- unbalanced. Right, Rutgers doesn't count. Okay, so, uh, so four teams are not going to get in, and somebody in there might even be an NIT team. After that, right? Really, the only bad team in the in the Big Ten right now, Rutgers is on the uh, kind of is okay, and Illinois. Is not great, obviously. Speaking of Rutgers, it. what about the football recruit who's coming in now? So you're moving me to football. That's down the road. You're getting. Well, we have no Are we done with basketball? Hey, wait. We have Before no we leave breaks. basketball, uh, yes. big shout out to Lisa Bluter's uh, Lady Hawkeyes. Yeah, so that's. Uh, Beating they, Iowa State. 73 to 70. And I actually was listening to that game on the radio. It was quite exciting. Yeah. Um, it was uh, exhilarating. It, it was. A most ribbing victory. Um, yeah, 73-70, to 70, hit a three-pointer uh, tonight. Davis with a step-back three-pointer as time expires. Well, I guess there's a half a second left. 73-70, to 70, they win that. Uh, the impressive thing there, not only was a nice way to come from behind, but Kathleen Doyle, who's been out with a, a broken hand and uh, was one of the All-Big Ten uh, uh, players before the season, first game back gets 22. Uh, they also beat Indiana University, Purdue University. Ooey pooey. But it's not ooey pooey. It sounds that way. Why it isn't it ooey pooey? Because it would be IU, so that would be EU, not UI. Oh, shut up. Yes. It's ooey pooey. Everyone's not, always called them ooey pooey. I know, pooey. and it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, they beat them 72-58. to 58. But having Doyle back, uh, it was great to see her scoring. We call it Nevada in Madrid. So don't tell me it doesn't make any sense. Madrid. Madrid? Madrid. We call it Madrid in Nevada. But that's what they're actually, that's how they're pronounced. Oh, so I can call Uwe Pui whatever I want. No, you're putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Hey, uh, you want me to call Alex? Who? <laughs> she sh- who shall not be named. She who shall not be named on the radio. No, you may not do that. Uh, anyway, yes, yeah, so Lisa's, Lisa's squad also gets you and I this week, Sunday, 2 p.m. in Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Wouldn't it be really fun if they had the Iowa State women play the Drake women and the Iowa women play Wouldn't the U&I women? They don't even Eight games at Wells Fargo for the price of two tickets. We're going. We're going. This weekend. Yeah. I'm going Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. The women won't be there. The women won't be there. They're seven and two as well. And Megan Gustinson, uh, not Big Ten Player of the Week this week, just the honor roll, with twenty-two and a half points per game in the last two games. First week of the year that she has not been named the uh, the Big Ten Player of the Week. Uh, wrestling, by the way, the wrestlers beat Lehigh twenty-eight to fourteen. Um, the Midlands next up for them on December 29th. Did they have a defensive touchdown to get that extra I seven? I didn't figure out. Well, they they actually 
they wrestled a couple of guys. Again, they're trying to get guys healthy, so they wrestled a couple of guys in spots that don't normally wrestle, and they got beat big. So that was that was the unfortunate thing there. But 28 to 14. Looking at their schedule again, no Ohio State, no Penn State this year. They do have Minnesota and Oklahoma State on there. And Michigan. I uh, didn't see Michigan either. I don't think Michigan's think on there so. either. Are they? I didn't see that either. I mean, it's it's kind of a weak schedule when it comes to the dual meets for Iowa this year. So we'll see. But um, as that comes up, but you may not see Iowa, Penn State, or and Ohio State obviously until the Big Ten. So we'll see how that goes for them. But they don't wrestle again until December 29th. All right. You wanted to talk football. I do. Uh, because the recruiting thing normally right now, of course, is sort of on the back burner. They're out visiting kids, but nobody's signing until February. Now with the early signing period, there's Which I just found out today and confirmed this December 19th. Did you know that? Yes, December 19th. I did not know that right. until today. So uh, the boys have been all over the country. They've been offering a few new kids. They've been uh, well. They uh, offered a guy to, who was yeah. committed to Rutgers, and he's coming to Iowa City. Kron Adams, Kron Adams, the running back uh, out of Ohio, same high school as uh, the the, the Daniels, Daniels boy. boys. That's Warren right. G. High, Warren G. Harding High yes. School um, is committed to Rutgers currently, um, and planning on committing and signing in this this early period so if he's going to make a decision it'll be this weekend when he comes to if, he, Iowa city. if he's coming to iowa city he's signing with iowa wouldn't you think so oh I yes mean, well i don't know we were we're rooting like crazy that justin jacobs who went to ohio state this weekend and visited is still going to sign with iowa and he still sounds like he's going to sign with iowa but he went and took a visit to ohio state just for kicks and giggles no that was two weeks ago the michigan game and he went uh unofficially for the michigan game and then officially this last weekend and then went and had his U.S. Army All-American Bowl um, um, jersey unveiling, right? And his dad and he both talked about getting prepared to play at the University of Iowa. So it sounds pretty good. He still has not signed. How uh, many, how many recruits does Iowa have going to, in that game? I think they're at, in that game, just him. Just him, okay. Yes. But, uh, you know, nice. it's a three-star kid that's probably moved up to a four-star uh, to four-and-a-half-star type kid. So... Um, and Iowa getting a commitment from a, a preferred walk-on commitment from a kicker this week, too. Brett Ridge? Now, unfortunately, I'm, I might be out of, out of eligibility. I don't know. Jeff Thibodeau? Uh, what's his name? Lucas Amaya. He's out of Wisconsin. and they, So the only tape they had on this kid is somebody saw him, and he was uh, in a pregame just standing at the 50-yard line kicking 60-yard field goals. Um, and he was only 8 of 11 this year uh, for on the year, but he's got the leg for it, clearly. Who is, who is the kicker from Drake? Uh, Billy Cundiff. Billy Cundiff. I was there. The only time. Like only a 70-yard field goal or something? The only Drake football game I've ever been to took Andrew when he was like four. You know, and, and 65 yards Diego, or something? 65 yards, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Got him drafted. Uh, he he played in the league for a while. A long time. Number of different teams. Never an all-star. Never an all-pro, but played for a long time. Long, a good leg will if get you a long If you kick ways. for eight, ten years in the NFL, that's a good time. It is because it's and your head's probably dozen. okay. You probably haven't been, not been hit a lot. Billy couldn't have. That's right. Absolutely. Well, we'll see. Iowa does need to replace. It, it's not that the guys they have on scholarship or on, on the, the team right now can't hit the medium mid range field goals. Well, and Duncan, it's the long ones, right? Duncan's you got to kicked do that. Uh, pressure field goals. Right, just not from sixty yards or fifty yards. Not I don't think he's yards. ever missed a field uh, extra point. I don't say things like that. Knock on wood. We had not have a football game for nine Racinos months. Did, Racinos did go on some ridiculous streak, didn't he? Yeah, he missed one, though. He finally missed. Yeah. And don't, don't, we don't. Hey, talk what about, about the Vikings. Chiefs guy who had missed a kick and he missed two? What about the Vikings kicker, whoever it is that misses every kick? 
right? You know, you it's interesting. It I know I picked him up on my fantasy football league. By the way, your Vikings got screwed last night on that on, on block that, field goal. Yeah, that was. You know that's true. So the Cyclo- Cy- Cyclone up, fans I, of the Huck- Huddle are bringing up an this, interesting but, moment. But I, the level last week after the Huddle, we packed up our gear and uh, one Brett Ridge left the facility. He left G-Migs without paying. The lovely Greta came over to me and asked, "Hey, would the, the little short guy leave?" Short. That's what, that's how short. she described I'm you. Than you. No, you're not. Wearing those black shoes with the pointy toes does not make you taller than me. They're not pointing. Currently out. on. You got the you got the loafers on, don't you? So I'm wearing see. sneakers. You're wearing sneakers. Yeah, you got to sneak up on me. Let's. I, I, we'll I'm have to stealth. measure this out. I don't believe you're that much taller than me. Oh, dude, I'm way taller than you. No, you're not. I have horrible posture. Regardless, <laughs> you got a lot more hair than I do, but that's. A, so I right, paid we're, the we're, bill. This is why this is a podcast. Not I a paid the bill, anything. and all debts have been settled with G Mix. It's not a big bill because we were here for a very short while. It may have been one, maybe two beers. Regardless. I don't even remember it this way. No, just regardless. Uh, a couple of other news and notes from uh, the Hawkeye football camp. Trey Kramer, the defensive back from, I believe, Georgia, was actually a pretty good recruit last year, has given it up, and he's heading back Where, to Georgia. Where's he going? He doesn't know yet. He's going to go find it. Well, clearly, with uh, Moss and Brents moving uh, you know, into the starting lineup so quickly, with Hankins there and all the different guys that they've got in the defensive backfield, the recruits they've got, and he didn't move up very Did quickly. he play He's on special up. teams? I don't think he did. So did he? was he a complete redshirt? I believe so. I think, he's just, I think he just realized that. So is he going to go to like Georgia Southern, Georgia State? I don't know. Valdosta? He was a pretty, pretty high-level recruit. I understand so. that. And there is the DJ Johnson kid that was going to go to Notre Dame, and, and we got him last year, so he's still in the wings. I just think he saw the handwriting on the wall. wasn't going to get as much playing time as he wanted. Certainly didn't get it right away. Could he not run routes and be a receiver? It's a question. But we've got guys to do that, too. Coming I up. understand. Where we're going to need more help is at tight end. Speaking of that, T.J. Hawkinson gets his Mackey Award this week. And then uh, Walter Camp, All-American. And second team, uh, no first-team tight ends on the AP All-American team. None. No, no, no. They had a dude from Penn State. Or a well, Texas A&M, excuse me. Oh, that's what they, Texas I they didn't put anybody on there. Texas A&M tight end uh, was AP All-American in spite of not even being a finalist for the Mackey Award. Hawkinson, second team, Fant, third team All-American, and 27. Hooker. Hooker. TJ Hooker. No. Yeah. Amani Hooker. Amani Hooker. Second team all, All-American at safety. He was also the Big Ten defensive back of the year, which I thought yes. was interesting. Yes. That, so was it Devin Bush, though, the defensive? Who? Was no. that his name? Bush? Michigan guy. Michigan guy. Yeah. Wasn't he the defensive player, player of the year? Of the year. Well, that's the way it works, right? Desmond King wasn't even the defensive back of the year. for the Not Big in the Ten. Big Ten he wasn't. We can't use SEC players as Big Ten player of the year. It doesn't work. Tua was not all Big Ten. How about that? Kyler Murray winning the Heisman. It, well, that doesn't surprise me. Surprise me. Going to be close. Going to be close. I knew it was going to be close. But it, it actually, it wasn't that close. Well, maybe it wasn't. I no, I, I saw the oh, votes. Oh, it wasn't I, that close. I, I, thought, I thought I had the argument with uh, with a couple of people the other night that that the uh, Haskins from Ohio State was going to win it. Not me. I was think I said no. Murray's going to win it. And Haskins, even though statistically he was better, I think Kyler Murray was just. Oh Lord! Just, he was. I'm not saying he deserved it, Mayor. I'm just saying 
I thought I saw more, uh, you know, them talking about him more. He just was more of a media well, darling. No, just, nobody nobody changed the game faster than Kyler Murray. That's right. You look at the Texas game that they lost. The runs he made, the passes yeah. he made in that game to just bring them back to have an opportunity to win. And then, I mean, the guy's a stud. Now, the irony of this is that his last five games were against defenses that averaged like 90 in the country, and two of his last five games averaged defenses that were right. like 30. Yeah, I think Tua gets... Uh, and, but he got hurt in the biggest game of the year that was uh, on national TV, and the other guy came in and right. won the game and won for the him. game. And Tua probably gets a little bit less credit just because of what's around him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not that Murray has any You know, Tua can't him. go pro. He has to come back next year. Wow, that's... That's true. Unlike Will Greer is going to sit out the uh, last game oh, of his career. What a doof. No offense doing it too, yeah. but I yeah. honestly no. I just don't get it. Well, so I, I'm with you on this. You know Good my Lord. argument here. There's no way. You're given a privilege to play freaking college football. That's right. And your your decision is uh, your decision is to not play. Cat. If that's the case, why are you, why did you even why did you even play the last two or three games of the year? If that's the case, it 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 makes no sense. And, and honestly, it is, it is a privilege. You've made a commitment to the university that you're playing for. You've you made, made a commitment, a commitment to, to the 185 scholarship guys that you play right, with around, for the right. entire season. Right. Or some kid that didn't get a scholarship because or you the Or the walk-on guy. Right. And yeah. then you decide to leave them at the, at the altar? Yeah, you're that's like, exactly it, right. Cyclone fan John of the, of the huddle says you let your buddies down. And that, and that sucks as far as I'm concerned. Coaches, you're right. And coaches... They leave too, and that's that's wrong. But it's an employment situation there. It's a little, it's a, li- a little different. But it, I, I agree with you. I don't think you should, and that's why usually you see a coach say, "Hey, I'll I'll do whatever you. I'll stay through a bowl game if you want." They never say, "I'm not coaching the bowl game because I don't want to be here." They usually it's the, the some of them do. Say, yeah, not many. Some of them, but not many. Right. Scott Frost um, stayed so he could get his national championship ring. He could. So is uh, is Hawkinson? He's going? staying. Hooker? Staying. George, you know anything? He's staying. I got Hawkinson staying. I think I think Hooker goes. Oh, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think his measurables are there. I think he I think, I think he has right, to you might be right on that. He has to prove he has to prove to be Bobby Sanders, for lack of a that's a horrible comparison because Bobby Sanders is incredible. But he has to be Yeah, they're different players. Like that. That's a different kind of player, right? But he has to be an impact player like that. That's what I'm saying. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I, I, I want to see that defense intact next year, and I want to see, obviously, T.J. Hawkins still. T.J. Hawkinson is still just a junior next year. You is know? Nate Stanley staying? I, I don't think we need to really worry about that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't think we need to really worry about that. I think that. Nate Stanley's staying. I hope he gets better. He will get better. Why wouldn't he get better? He's a, he, a year older, you're wiser. He was better. If you actually look at his statistics, he was better. It's the, the problem is, is that you're judging him on two dozen plays, as I am. I'm judging plays. him on the fact that he holds. You're judging him like we should judge Kirk Cousins. I'm judging him on the fact that he couldn't, just couldn't move the football. Yes, he makes a lot of bad plays. Kirk Cousins has been awful for the Vikings this year. Statistics all came in after the games were over in the fourth right. quarter. It's been awful. I'm surprised he's not on your fantasy football team. I, I did not. Dra- I've only got one Viking, and it's, he's a backup. All right. By the way, no, I'm not even going to go there. Oh, no, I'm in, I'm in the toilet bowl. Still alive, still floating. You're still floating, are you? Anyway, um, I, 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 hope we're, I hope we're both those guys stay. 
Fant can go. Uh, it's too bad, but Fant can go. We need those guys to stay. We need TJ, TJ to stay for a lot of different reasons. And we need that offensive line to stay relatively intact, and we need the defensive backfield. Well, no, I mean, next year's schedule is very difficult, but that whole team could grow together, and the defense could be really, really, really tough. Oh, I don't think I don't think there's any question. I'm and I'm excited to see how they do against Mississippi State. I like this. I was going to say. Now let's move real quick to 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 the bowl game. And I like this matchup. You do. I do. I Mississippi State's quarterback is extraordinarily good. Very, very gifted player. And allegedly, their defense is really good. They actually have pl- so. This is where I will actually sit back and say, if you look at their schedule, they played one of the tougher schedules in the SEC. They played tough teams. They did. They were very good defensively against even the good. So teams. they played the West Division, and who they play from the East? Florida. Okay. One of the better teams, Kentucky. Lost both those. Those are both losses for them. Held Kentucky way in check. Yeah. They played Georgia. Uh, no, they didn't play Georgia. They lost Alabama 24-0, so their offense couldn't score, but they held Alabama at 24 points. South Carolina? I think they beat South Carolina. So that would be an East team. Yeah. They only yeah. play eight, eight games in the SEC. Yeah, that's right. I think they only have one cross, two crossovers, right? Well, I thought Maybe. it was three. Yeah, we'd, have to, we'd have to look it up. We're gonna, John's going to get it here for us. Here's the thing. I, I, I think this is a tough defensive matchup for us trying to figure out what to do with the number one scoring defense. In Don't the you think on paper this looks like a 17-14 football game? Yeah, I think it does. So the, so here's the question. Do we get it? So was Iowa Northwestern, and they ended up losing that game at home in a game where they had all kinds of opportunities. The question I have is, does Iowa limit themselves by whatever game plan they come up with, or does Iowa, does Iowa um, come up with something that is um, – more creative and thinks in terms of of uh, of what's in front of them. Are we going to play with what we've got, or are we going to just go and and do? This well, to, I'm. I you know what I'm saying. Are, are we are we game planning, or are we just running what we run? Right. No, we're gonna we're gonna line up. We're gonna try and run the zone. We're gonna run some inside stuff. We're gonna throw short, quick outs to the wide receivers, and we're gonna take a chance down the field. However, on the other side of the coin I also think that we're going to take advantage of Hawkinson and our tight ends and I mean I they got a month Greg Davis isn't running this is Brian Ferentz running this I think I I I look for a better than average game plan out of them only game plan this year that I really had a problem with was Northwestern. I think we we would both agree with that and have no idea what they thought they were doing in that one can we do the Illinois game plan where yeah. the defense and special teams scores awful. 21 points. Right. Right. Let's do that. That sounds like a good one. Right. Defense scores a bunch. So uh, we have it pulled up here. So they uh, they beat Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Um, they beat K-State. That wasn't a great okay. win in a non-conference. Lost to Kentucky, 28-7. Florida, 13-6. Held Florida to 13, but lost. LSU, 19-3. That was before Florida changed quarterbacks. 19-3 to, to LSU. Felipe, what's his name? Beat Texas A&M, 28-13. Okay. Uh, lost to Alabama, 24-0. Uh, really, they didn't beat anybody any good other than Texas A&M. Did they That's lose it. to LSU? 19-3. Yeah. Had trouble scoring against good defenses. So Iowa has a go. good defense. So I, I would agree with you. On paper, this looks 17-14. Uh, no, he's a, a dual threat. Their quarterback is a dual threat yeah, they don't, guy. They, I, see, I, 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 I hope they want to run an option offense. The Hawks eat those up. I think you're, They channel Norm Parker. I think John's right. Second fan of the huddle, John. I think he's right. They don't throw it a lot. When they do, they have some success, but they don't throw it a lot. 
And so I think that if you can make them one-dimensional, the question will be, will they come out and try to do just run like they normally do? I think we'll have more in-depth analysis next week on the bowl game after uh, both of us have four, a few more beers and study. And we'll get uh, John, uh, John. We'll get Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com actually on the, the phone with us for a show again. We'll be back on 1700, and we'll be able to uh, uh, have a good time with that. That's and, right. And actually, you know, our great fans out there here in the Des Moines area will be able to listen to us live and on the radio. Yeah, most of them are here. All Some six of them. Of them. Are, well, we did drive <laughs> away this this table that was over here. They said, how long are you guys going to be doing this show? It's about an hour. And like, all right, we're out. Good for them. They weren't here for that. They were here for an after-work meeting of some sort. In any case. All right. Time now for our Temple and Rye last call. Wait a minute. Did we get our sponsors? We got Kozlowski Law. Kozlowski Law. Uh, G-Migs. Of course, we did. We're here at G-Migs every Tuesday from 5 to 6. Come on down. Great food. Steak nights on Tuesdays. Uh, get here Great early. Great place to watch a ball Get game. here early for steak night. Right. And I'm going to warn you right now, if you plan to come to G-Migs and watch the Hawkeyes in the bowl game, you best be here at 8 o'clock. Because they got a big breakfast special too, right? Wonderful breakfast. I'm sure they'll have breakfast on New Year's Day. Bloody Marys to beat the band. George, would you agree with that? They're fantastic. I am Shamrock says they are fantastic. And who's going to want to be up at eight o'clock in here? What do you mean? I'll oh, be up at eight oh, o'clock. Right. I'm always up at eight o'clock. That's a problem. George will be up. You before. need more sleep. Clearly, you need more sleep. I do. We've need. we've established this. Everybody else is still. <laughs> That's funny. The cycling fans of the huddle will still be They'll up. Still be awake. <laughs> reveling yes. in the New Year's. In the, yes. yeah, a victory. In any case, um, time now for a Temple and Rye last call. Brought to you by Temple and Rye. The good stuff. I understand that I'm going to get some of the extraordinarily good stuff next Monday. Really? The six year? What's it called? The original. Original batch or something like this. Really? Yeah. For the uh, bowling? You might consider coming to the bowling I'm bo- alley. Well, I'm planning on uh, with the Change your shoes. We're, not that we have other places we hang out, but there's a, there's a customer appreciation. At our pregame, our pre-bowling, uh, will be customer appreciation night over at Charlie's. Charlie's, right? right Charlie's. And then we'll go, pre- we'll go to bowling. I was figuring on showing up, even if you don't let me bowl next week. It'll You're not fine. bowling next week. Yeah. Well, you never know when somebody needs me. Well, you never know. Someone could lose a thumb. That's right. So what's your temple but, to write last call? So uh, Iowa, you and I this week, I, I I, agree with you. I think Iowa gets this. This is one of those Iowa gets way out ahead early and just kind of hangs hangs through 20, 25-point win. So, I, this is not a, a great you and I basketball team at this point. And if they hang tight, great, but I, I don't see it happening. Iowa is in a pretty good spot. The only way it could be a problem is if, you know, finals hangover and all that stuff. But I think Iowa... Finals I, hangover? Well, if they've been not practicing much this week and they didn't go Finals hangover. I only get a hangover after finals. And it isn't because of finals. We can hope. Andrew had a final at 8 o'clock last night. Did isn't that... Really, well, good for him. Eight, eight did he make ten. it? 8 to 10. Well, did he wake he did. up for it? boy, Andrew. 8 o'clock at night. Not so here's my temple to write last call. And it's... Uh, it's similar. I got I was Iowa winning by seventeen. Specifically. 80, 85-68 against Northern Iowa. And I got Drake pulling an upset. No. 79-78 against Iowa State. It's always good to call for something like that when it when it's not gonna happen. But 
I'm, I'm I got Drake beating Iowa State. You got Drake beating Iowa State. We had that two weeks ago too, but it, and it almost happened. By the way, uh, you know, by the way, uh, congratulations to, to to Coach Fox and the Drake football team. He's uh, moving on. He's did you see where's him? he going? Uh, he is he going said. to the east side? He's uh, he's moving on up. He's moving on. No, he hasn't said. I think it looked sounded like he was going to do something more like nonprofit related or something like that. Anyway, he's leaving the Drake program after Wait five years as the head coach. Hayden Fox there. is leaving. Is he going to Minnesota State? Not Hayden, Rick. So I did basketball. Ouch. So anyway, good good for him and and uh, they he was he did a nice job at Drake and certainly. Uh, after the way they played against Iowa State, regardless of weather and all that, got to be proud. If of I'm that. not He's mistaken, Drake's ex-coach Chris Creighton is he still the head football coach at Eastern Michigan, which is led by Tyler Wiggers, is playing in a bowl and game. Playing in a bowl game. Yes, they won at Purdue. Tyler Wiggers threw for like three times as much yardage as Nate Stanley did. And they guess won he might Purdue. have been a good option that day. Yes. I got one one last one. And Ryan it, Boyle also was like the wasn't he like first, the, the first games of the bowl season Missouri are coming Valley out right this weekend? Huh? First games of the bowl season are coming out this are weekend. They this weekend? No. I believe so. Louisiana Tech. This is where and you're going. Plastics over Temple. Louisiana Tech. I think they played over Temple. Louisiana Lafayette or Louisiana Tech? No, La Tech plays Hawaii. It's Louisiana Lafayette. The Raging Cajuns. Over Temple. So they're just Louisiana now, by the way. Right. Right. The Raging Cajuns over Temple. You heard it her. You heard it. You heard it. You've heard it here first. first. Well, down in Louisiana, Louisiana, they say to hear it there. You heard it here first. By that, we go down to Bayou, has some goomba. The old man says OU in Notre Dame, but we'll get to that in a couple weeks. Do you realize we're 50 minutes in, which normally we only time have to 40 go. minutes to talk when we're on the radio. So this is plenty. It's time to go. Hey, we want to invite everybody to join us next week on the program. 1700, of well, course, the champ here in Des Moines. One last thing to our sponsors, Kozlowski Law, G-Migs, and, of course, Stempleton Rye. Right. Catch us next week on the Hawkeye Huddle here on at thehawkeyehuddle.com. Yeah,